brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, everybody? I'm Phil Sparks, and you're listening to the Hillbilly Broadcast. Um, what, the greatest podcast to come out of, uh, what, Barber County, maybe? <laughs> maybe we could safely say that. I don't think there's been any other podcast come out of Barber County. So that's why I think I'm safe in making that claim. Just me this evening, and I wanted to, well, first of all, I just rearranged my studio, which is the fancy term for the third bedroom in my house, and I just got that all rearranged real nice and stuff, and got the podcast gear set up there for a while. I had it kind of in a permanent location, but then I'd have to unplug everything and plug stuff back in, and one thing I've noticed especially with Zoom. Now, I do like Zoom and the PodTrack P8, but it's not exactly built like a tank. And a lot of people will tell you that Zoom makes a phenomenal product. They just kind of scamp on the housing a little bit. It's not the greatest. And so I was afraid that the constantly, because we'd started doing podcasts in, like we would go to the living room, then we might do them at the kitchen table. And then you know, very rarely was it making it back here. Well, not only is this a podcast space, this is where I I record music as well. And so desk space is limited. But tonight I came in here and, and the house is in a state of disrepair. Uh, no, I don't think that's the correct term. But anyways, it's uh, a bit jumbled at the moment because we've been doing some renovations and and especially when you're doing renovations at my pace, it's excruciatingly slow. And getting ready for little sparks that's coming along here in just a little while. So the, the music room in here, the, the studio, 
had become a bit of a catch-all. And it was a freaking wreck in here. So I spent this evening doing a pretty decent deep clean and reorganizing, which is not something that I'm good at, either one of those. So I got everything laid out here nice, got uh, the podcast kind of set up in a permanent location. Hopefully at some point I'll get some kind of soundproofing in here because I hate the sound of this room when it comes to doing podcasts. It just sounds like I'm, I'm trying to do a podcast in a cave or something. Gee whiz. So I got it all set up and of course, once you get things all rearranged real nice, then you want to play with the, with the toy. And so I was looking through my list of things that I had here to cover on a future podcast and I saw this bit of news from Indiana, and I figured, hey, what better way than to let's jump into this thing. Let's just pull this up. We'll go over this real quick because it's a very, it ties right in with a lot that we have talked about in the past here on the show. This is from Fox News. Indiana woman whose pastor had sex with her at 16 describes years of grooming finally opening up to family. I think this went pretty viral when it first came out about the lady going up there and basically telling her side of the story as the pastor was telling his side. But I will be honest with you, I don't know all the details of this case. So I'll just kind of explain them here. I think there's some video for us to go through, uh, which will be audio in your case. And then we can kind of break it down from there. Indiana native Bobby Geffert. I assume I'm saying that right. Ascended the stage of a Warsaw church to which she dedicated decades of her life, including her formative years. Donning a t-shirt and ripped pants, the North Manchester resident is the first to admit the attire was not what she would usually consider church appropriate, but she never planned on being there that day in the first place. I had family members texting me saying, you need to get to the church. You should be there. They need to hear your story she recalled to Fox News Digital. I was not ready for church. I just threw on sandals and told my niece that was here to take me. Geffert's husband, Nate, had planned on confronting the New Life Christian Church and World Outreach's beloved pastor, John B. Lowe II, himself, about how the longtime clergyman had sex with Bobby when she was only 16. Instead, that Sunday, May 22nd, was the day Bobby revealed the truth with Nate by her side. What I wanted was freedom, she said during a Zoom call, and for my husband to know my heart and for people not to be lied to anymore. We took it upon ourselves and went right to the stage without anybody's permission and took the mic, she recalled. Just moments before Geffert confronted the crowd about what had happened when she was a teenager, Lowe offered his own version of the events. I committed adultery. It was nearly 20 years ago. It continued far too long, he said, according to video posted on Facebook by a congregant. It involved one person, and there's been no other, nor any other situation of unbecoming conduct for the last 20 years. I will not use the Bible to defend, protect, and deflect my past sin. I have no defense. I committed the adultery. He went on for several minutes as he described how he had deeply hurt his wife and family to whom he had confessed. Bobby and Nate are seen in the video standing and looking on as the pastor continues his speech. Lowe reveals he is stepping down from his role within the ministry and is greeted by applause as he moves away from the microphone the video shows. The Gefferts are then seen stepping on stage. If you love us, please let us talk, Nate says. 
Oh boy, this goes and describe this. Uh, oh, this <laughs> this would have been one lively church service to be at. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. Okay, I tell you what. Let's just go ahead and dive into this video here. <sighs> Looks like it might be a little bit long, but I could I can chop it up in post if needed. So, all right, let's let's just see what went down at the old church there. He's longing to see you come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Would you hold your hand up so we could at least pray with you, pray for you? If you're not sure, you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. I won't take long on this. We have some other things we need to do. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Okay, we got somebody that wants to receive Jesus this morning, so will we all pray with them and support them? So let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart. See, here's a question I have. I've been in services before where the music was just right and uh, the speaker was saying just the perfect things. And it seemed like to me that as I was actually feeling like this uh, spiritual presence. And I imagine, this doesn't say much for me, but I imagine if I was in that church on that Sunday morning, let's say I'm just there for the first time. You know, I don't have any idea as to what's going on behind the scenes. If I was there at that church as a visitor, I would probably think, man, you know, this is great. The atmosphere here is wonderful. And man, you know, we're just all serious. And maybe I could even think that I could feel like the presence of God or something like that. So that's a th something I still struggle with to this day. It's like, okay, how much of this is, you know, kind of the, the presence of God settling in? And how much of this is just flat out emotional manipulation because I'm guessing in this scenario right here obviously I'm not the judge but I'm going to guess if there's this kind of thing that was covered up uh, I'm betting we're going to err more on the emotional manipulation side of the equation for this this little scenario here born of a virgin lived a holy life died on the cross for my sins raised from the dead I believe that. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come into my heart. All right, I'm going to see if we can go forward here a little bit. I... Get to the good stuff here, dude. Give me some of that good stuff, yo. Um, please come up after at the end of the service. We have some people here who would love to meet with you and talk with you. There'll be altar workers down here. In case you don't know, I'm Pastor John Lowe. And uh, I'm... <laughs> don't you bet that there's people that just wish they could take back those applauses and hoops and hollers? Even just like what, 10 minutes in the future? <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Oh, boy. And uh, so it says to, you know. Was this in the, the bulletin? Family to the church. <laughs> Debbie and I have been out of town attending the funeral. My absence at this time was not about self-protection. We were caring for hurting people. That's why I'm here today. Mm. To follow a biblical process of confession, 
repentance, and forgiveness. If God wants anything out of us, as we just heard, it's to bring healing to all who are involved. Man, there's a cadence with preachers, man, with like experienced preachers. Like this guy here is getting ready to let the whole world know. Uh, he doesn't know this much yet. He doesn't know he's going to let them know that it was a 16-year-old. But he's getting ready to let the whole world know that he had sex with somebody other than his wife. And he's still got that whole preacher like, just want to do the best that we can to minister to those. <laughs> it's like, dude, I just drop the cadence, drop the axe. <laughs> Quit trying to sound so spiritual at the moment. I committed adultery. Mm. It was nearly 20 years ago. It continued far too long. It involved one person, and there's been no other, nor any other situations of unbecoming conduct, conduct for the last 20 years. I will not use the Bible to defend, protect, and deflect my past sin, I have no defense. I committed the adultery. To say it plainly, I didn't make a mistake. I didn't have an issue. I didn't have an affair. I didn't make a misjudgment. I sinned. I need to say that, and you deserve to hear it. I have been asked, why did I wait so long to deal with it? Why hide it all these years? The answer... There is no good. The answer is, she may have been a minor. <laughs> good reason. I guess that's a good reason to hide it, dude. Good Lord. I told myself for years, silence served to protect everyone. The other person, those closest to her, from the hurt and from the public embarrassment. And I'd like to think that was true. But the truth is, that silence... Man, you can hear a pan drop in this church right now. Wow. Good Lord. I've been in churches before where there was not this thing going down, but where there were awkward situations happening. And I remember that one time. Was it a church? Uh, I guess I'm going to see where it is. But anyways, the preacher had just said some remarkably stupid things from the pulpit about somebody in the church. And uh, I just remember you could almost physically feel like the tension in the air, like the cliche that you could cut the tension with a knife. I honestly feel like you could have done it in that service. And I'm, I'm not even here at this church and I'm getting those same vibes. To protect myself as well. While applying church discipline for sexual failure, for repentance, confession, and restoration, I myself had not been disciplined for sexual misconduct. I will not use the Bible to defend myself or to beat you into scriptural submission. Twenty years ago, I repented. Now today, for this fresh hurt, I ask you to forgive me for the deep wound that I have caused. I make no excuse for my sin. The betrayal of dear friendship, trust, and love is beyond my ability to express. The church is engaged in a healthy biblical process to restore your trust to the ministry here at New Life. Meanwhile, 
I hope you believe God called you here. Meanwhile, I hope you believe that God called you here, perhaps for such a time as this. To believe, to forgive, to heal, so that God can reveal His goodness to you. The next few weeks while the church is in this biblical process, please be in a lot of prayer. Stay faithful to Jesus. To my wife. This is hard to forget. I mean, this is this is hard to listen to. I feel like we're. I get it though. I get hearing out both all sides of the argument, but it just feels like I'm. I'm just intaking a, a large amount of BS. You know what I mean? Hurt. I have confessed Jeez. my sin. They have graciously forgiven me and expressed their love to me, which also is deeply humbling to those that I sinned against. But then again, okay, what? I guess what do I expect? Well, I, I guess I would expect him to have been uh, completely honest about the situation up front. At least I would have hoped so. So I don't know. I, it's just... I'm not a big fan of this this dude. Many years ago, and recently, by keeping this in the dark, and to those of you who are wounded from this fresh hurt, to you, the church, I repent for the adultery and my silence. Ooh, they're standing up. Ooh, boy. In accordance they just panned the video over and the uh let me get her name right here bobby and nate they're standing up in the back <laughs> so this dude's making his little his speech uh knowing it's not going to end well <laughs> oh, dude uh, the butterflies i would have in my stomach at this point even if I was just there, if I was just sitting there, I get nervous when I know situations are going to spiral into, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Confrontations. I hate confrontations. The next thing, I, I do something really annoying. I almost, I start like fake laughing. And it annoys the crap out of me. Uh, it's like this weird last ditch effort to try to, Cut the tension. I don't know. It's it's a stupid response. I just, I get nervous when things are about to go confrontational. I'm stepping aside, stepping down from ministry responsibilities, and have committed to the Lord and now to you that I will submit to the process and recommendations of this board. There they go. Oh, he's getting a standing ovation. Give it time, folks. Give it time. So they just now took the stage. If you love us, please let us talk. For 27 years, I lived in a prison. It was not 20 years. I lived in a prison of lies and shame. Lying to protect the Lowe family. For years I thought I was a horrible person having suicidal thoughts, not realizing what had been truly done to me. That I was a victim 
And I would still be in a prison if my brother, and many of you know him, Edgar Wolf, had not approached me just two weeks ago with what he had seen as a teenager that bothered him all these years. His pastor in bed with his younger sister, a t-shirt and underwear on. People knew but were too afraid to come forward, and they have now. The lies and the manipulation have to stop. I was a prisoner, and you kept me in your prison. I'm a prisoner no longer. I was just 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor. Oh, my Lord. Do you remember that? I know you do, and I have plenty of other stories that I could bring to your remembrance. You did things to my teenage body that had never and should have never been done. If you can't admit the truth, you have to answer to God. You are not the victim here. I tried to tell someone, but all that was done was cover up. No one ever came to me. No one ever helped me. No one ever got me counseling. I have wanted to talk to somebody all of these years and never. You have. You have somebody that you've talked to. I never have. The church deserves to know the truth. This church has been built on lies, but no more. The lies need to stop. I could give story after story after story to what you did to me. Michael, I, your dad is not the victim here. A partial truth is not true. Are they surrounding her on the stage? If I would have gotten... Oh my Lord, they're shutting her down. They're walking up front <clears throat> trying to shut her down. Your dad would be in prison. It might not be the way, but every time you covered up for Russ Spankle, my best friend was my age when your associate pastor was molesting his two daughters. Oh, my and Lord. you know that. You sent him to be a pastor in another church. We can call Melanie right now and Cassie, her sister. They sat down with you. You sent Melanie away. Don't look at me like that. You know the truth. I know, but you can tell the truth because this is a lie. But you need to tell the truth. You know better than it wasn't. Listen, you know my wife is not just adultery. It's another level when it's a teenager. And I will not let this man talk about my wife like that. It happened for nine years. When she was 15, 16, the sexual grooming started. And it lasted until she met me and we started dating. This is the truth. By the way, these people are right now on the stage like... There's a bunch of guys down front, a bunch of big dudes kind of standing there, kind of intimidating like. Uh, there's two, at least two people up on stage standing beside them. Um, yeah, this is not easy to do what they're doing. I mean, I was cracking some jokes here in, in the beginning and stuff, but oh my Lord, I, this is the first time I've, I've heard this. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. Like the pride I feel for these two. I, I, I could only wish that I had the, the guts that they have to do what, because this kind of, this needs done. Oh my Lord, this gets me fired up right here. And that's all we're gonna say, except just that's, that's you it. have numbers, you can talk that's, to my brother. That's fine. This necklace was Bobby's, and it was given to her by Jennifer the second, and possibly other people in the office, they might've received necklaces too, as like a ministry gift. I'm, I'm not trying to stretch the truth here, but it was in our house and I'm giving it back. This was Bobby's covenant of purity ring, which she wore while this man had sex with her. And she felt ashamed all these years wearing the covenant of purity ring. She felt a lot of shame and guilt. 
We are working through love and forgiveness. We are working through it. But people have to be held accountable and they can't just, they can't just bamboozle people and just say, well, I just committed adultery. It was far beyond adultery. Right, right. So here's the covenant period ring back. I don't want it in my home. We're done. Dude. Whoo, props to y'all. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Oh, the crowd's turning on him. I told you I committed adultery. I told you that it went on far too long. Did you do it? That's all we need to know. Yes, we did. I you didn't you tell them she was 14 years old. No, at 16. Oh, no, 16. Because that makes it so much better. You piece of trash. Sorry, 16. She was 16 years old, Jay. Okay, and it was wrong. I can't say it. I can't make it right. I can't make it any better. That's just the way it is. It's not all true, but that did happen, yes. Should have. I can't do anything about that except to tell you that if I could go back and redo it all, I would. I can't. And all I can do is ask you to forgive me. And I'm doing what the Bible process or biblical process is in the church. I'm stepping down, stepping aside. And, uh, you know, it's been 20 years. Okay, not only does he need to step down, step aside, I'm not kidding with this. He needs to step right into a meeting with law enforcement. Doesn't matter how long ago this was, and I'm not sure the exact time frame. I mean, the lady looks like she's probably, uh, probably early 30s at the moment. You know, the husband and wife there look like, you know, they, they look like somebody probably my age. So if this happened when she was 16, okay, it ain't been that long ago. And as far as I'm concerned, when this stuff comes out, this needs to go straight to law enforcement, and this guy right here should go to prison. And any other preacher that does this, any of them, I don't care if there's one listening right now, if you've done this, you need to go to prison. And there's something else that I, I really think you also should consider. There's a lot of people watching you all now. And that's not saying anything about, about us in this podcast. No, this thing was started before we ever started the podcast, and it's gotten, it's gotten much bigger. There's people getting on this bandwagon. I've, I'm one of them that's gotten on the bandwagon. There's others, man, that are really pushing this thing. And there's a zero-tolerance policy for this crap now, as far as the public's concerned. So you really need to keep in mind, in this age of social media, and uh, especially with your live streams and stuff like that, you're extremely visible. And, and communication travels extremely fast. Okay, that's the understatement of the year. People talk, 
stories get around and people investigate things. So if you've got one of these situations going on, I suggest you address it because there's people watching, dude. There's people watching. There's people digging. And if it's there, there's a good chance somebody's going to uncover it. And then you got to deal with it. I know. I guess it doesn't count for anything. We love them. I deeply hurt them. I deeply hurt you. I ask you to forgive me. And that's all I can do. Uh, we thank you for your word being true and working in our lives. John, love us so much. We're sorry for everything that we have done wrong in our lives. We pray that you guide us this week, that we pray. There's dudes walking up there, giving the pastor a hug. You know, you heard the people there saying, we love you, pastor. Okay, I understand you got to love people. But I don't think I'm man enough to walk up there and show my support time like that. Uh, I don't know if that's the wrong attitude to have. God help me if it is. But man, this, this whole thing of supporting these pastors is going on for far too long. That church should be flocking to the victims of this man. And it sounds like, allegedly, there were more than one. Hmm. I want to also make note of here, the lady that posted this on her Facebook. Uh, here was her, what she put as like the description. Uh, watch, listen, this is the truth. This is what the church stopped streaming for their live video. This is my family. Um, so I guess allegedly even the church live stream cut out for that. Heaven forbid the truth get out, right guys? Let's keep our little empires going. This stuff makes me so mad. It makes me so mad because they know better. We all know better. This is complete and total bullshit. And for it to go on for this long, <clears throat> i tell you something that really got me. And, and, and obviously, okay, I'm armchair quarterback in here. But when that lady was up there giving her impassioned statement for those people to start swarming that platform, like, ah, oh, we've got to get this under control. We, we, can't let, we can't let any kind of disruption be had. Bull crap. Listen, me and Kane has talked about this before. I don't care if you're my brother. I don't care if you're my cousin. I don't care if you're my pastor. If somebody comes to me and they says, hey, I've got some uh, evidence, really strong evidence against old Kane and Heskett here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hear him out. I'm going to listen to what the charges are. Then me and Canaan will have a conversation later. And I told Canaan, and he agreed with me, I firmly expect him to do the same thing. Don't just do the whole, you know, get your ears plugged, crap like that. No. Listen to what they have to say. Because what if it's true? You know what this will do sometimes? really makes you leery of churches. I'll tell you that. And I have to constantly keep myself in line 
with what Dr. Andrew Graham said that time. He's like, you know, don't, don't turn this into a witch hunt. You know, don't, don't make it out to where there's a child molester behind every bush. And I get that. I do. Can't go through life like that. However, I always go back to what Ronald Reagan said about the Russians. Trust but verify. And I'll tell you this. Yeah. Like the church I go to. Seem to be a great bunch of people. Will I trust blindly? No. No. To me, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Do your homework. You know? I, t- I tell you what I even do, and I don't know, and maybe somebody can correct me on this. If, if somebody disagrees, please let me know. I listen to the other side. If there's somebody disagrees with the way a friend of mine did it or, or the way my church does it, whatever, I want to hear that. Tell me what you think, and then let me sit and just kind of uh, sort through it and decide on whether it's just bull crap. And I tell you what, I really believe that most stuff is probably... Uh, you know, with just somebody like, well, he did it. He did this. You know, if, if they're, like say they're mad at a friend of yours or something. I would say probably decent amount of time. It's just going to be bull crap. You know, somebody was mad and somebody's just making up stuff, whatever. However, there's always that chance, man. There's always that chance. And when it when it's something as serious as a sexual abuse allegation, you can't afford to not listen. You can't afford to not listen. So... Anyways, let's keep it going, guys. Let's keep these people honest. There's a lot of dishonest people pastoring churches these days. You know that? There's a lot of dishonest people in church leadership. There really is. So trust but verify. Just because somebody says I'm a man of God or whatever, don't just, don't just believe that. No. No. Keep verifying. Back up what people tell you. What I do a lot, preacher says something, strikes me as a little, hmm, not sure. Let's go back that up in the Bible. What's the Bible say about that? There's nothing wrong with that, guys. Trust but verify. You can be nice about it. Be great. I, I would say, uh, you know, chances are you're, it, it's going to be fine. You've got good people there. But if you start hearing some things, perk your ears up. Pay attention. Don't be afraid to ask hard questions. Now, those hard questions might wind you up in some uncomfortable situations. But there, listen, guys, this thing happens way too much for us to just stick our head under the, under the rock like I used to do. I didn't even realize this was a big deal. And it's not just CHM. It's not just Mennonites. It's not just Amish. It's not just like the Warren Jeffs of the world. It's churches in general. These people sneak their way in. So let's be careful. Keep a sharp eye out, huh? Let's expose this stuff when it when it comes to when it comes to light, and don't do it don't do it brashly neither. You know, just don't don't just take an allegation and take to Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I when I hear something like this, I just start digging and I start trying to find answers, and I try not to make any hasty decisions, and. Um, Try to just figure out where the questions will take me. There's nothing wrong with asking questions, guys. There's a lot of people doing it right now. Let's keep these clowns on the run. Let's do our best to make it where our kids can have a better experience in church than a lot of us did. Let's keep the wolves out. Let's keep church what it's supposed to be. Let's put the devil on the run on this front. What do you say? All right. I love you all. Good Lord loves you. Don't forget... 
write us at hillbillybroadcast at AOL.com. Find us on Twitter. We've got an Instagram account. We have a Facebook account. You can write us there at all those. We love hearing from you. I'm not kidding. It makes my day when I see we've got a comment rolling in. Uh, I think that's it. You, oh, you can still do the supporter thing if that's something you're into. Uh, anchor.fm slash Phil Sparks. Um, other than that, I think that covers it. Love y'all. See you later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.